Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Take that! Oh, oh, uh, oh, oh! Hello, hello, and welcome to the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Uh, I'm uh, I'm Bill. I'm Linda. I'm Charles. I'm Jenna. And I'm Chris. And uh, let's see. Let's take these off and see what's better. <laughs> I think it was better. I think you guys were better virtually. <laughs> oh, hi there. Hello. Oh, well, uh, we thought we'd we thought we'd do uh, today's episode on virtual reality headsets. Uh, of course, mine's not actually a virtual reality he- headset; no, it's more no. of a steampunk Halloween prop. Prop, but um, I have I have used a VR headset, and uh, uh, Jenna, Charles, and Chris all have their own. So Jenna's got one from Facebook, right? I've got both. I've got the Quest 1, the Quest 2, and okay. then I've got like an early days one from Samsung. Oh, that you nice. can get free from it. <laughs> All right. And Chris, what have you got? Yeah, this is also an uh, an oldie Facebook one. Uh, back when they had the Oculus 1, uh, they came out with this Oculus Go, um, which is uh, basically the poor man's one. Very low storage, <laughs> very limited in what it can do for VR, but it was great for... Uh, uh experimenting with vr to see whether or not you'd like it so has some uses charles you've got what well i've got one of the oculuses okay i don't yeah the facebook one i don't i don't know which version to be honest whatever was newest around christmas all right yeah all right all right so uh i guess let's start with jenna since she's got quite the plethora of headsets (laughs) there So, uh, Janet, what do you? What is your uh, take on the whole uh, virtual reality headset uh, world? So, I think it's really interesting how quickly they tried to push us all into this when it became a thing. Yeah. Like I said, I got this first Samsung Gear VR free through Verizon, and basically all you did was you put your phone in there, so you could see, and it had apps, so you could like. Ideally, it would adjust to your ability to see. And you better hope to God your phone wasn't scratched to hell. <laughs> <laughs> right. Trying to watch stuff through this. Um, but it was pretty cool. I mean, it was, it was you know, obviously low resolution, like mm-hmm. not the greatest um, in terms of clarity, but it was fun. And when we got to the Oculus One, I was really impressed with that. Um, because it was a lot of fun. You had to be careful because you could get motion sickness. Uh-huh. A lot of game options, but I will say the clarity and some of the stuff, the detail wasn't as high as you'd hope, you know, with the hype of VR, but it was still fun. Right. So now with the, the Oculus 2, better clarity, better refresh rate. Uh, and what I think is really appealing is that you can still play games with the Oculus 1 or the mm. Quest 1. 
so that, you know, if you play with a bunch of friends who have the Quest 1, you can still play with them using your Quest 2. I think that's really exciting. I oh, think it's good yeah. that, I don't know about other VR headsets, but that meta thinking is still about engagement, so you're not leaving people behind. Yeah, more is better, as opposed to everyone yeah. now needs to upgrade. Right. Yeah. The only the only problem is if you wear glasses, and I don't know if it's like this with other VR sets, um, it's really challenging because there's not a space for that. Yeah, not, so, not everyone is framed. Not every headset's framed right for it. Yeah, Sometimes yes. they make kind of uh, like bushings or whatever you can. Yeah, they have an insert. Things better. Yeah, they have they'll have like an insert, but mm. it's not not every glass glasses is framed the same though, so it can be difficult. So what's cool, though, I mean, what, what's not cool is that Meta itself has not provided any spacers, but I guess on Amazon, there's a lot of third-party spacers that you can buy to make room for your glasses. There are even some people that you can submit your uh, eyeglass prescription, oh. and you can put it in there so you don't have to wear glasses at all into the lens, huh. which I think is pretty cool. That is cool. Um, it is also neat, too, that you can change the width with these presets of where the lens actually falls for your face, because you know some people's oh. eyes are closer set than others. Right. So all little things I make, I think, make a huge difference in terms of your experience in the VR, whether or not you can really get lost in it or not. Yeah, I I would wonder what's preventing them from using because this is a, you know, this is a virtual type of reality, and and they're presenting images through a lens. I wonder what prevents them from allowing you to make self-adjustments. So to be clear, 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 you don't need the prescription type thing. Like what's preventing <laughs> them from changing the image that matches what your eyes are trying to see? I do wonder about that. I, I don't yeah. you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a, an eye doctor or anything, so I don't know what-, what <laughs> Not enough for them to Unless it messes with the virtual reality aspect too much, I don't know. They're odd lenses. Yeah, you'd think there'd be like a little adjustment like you have on binoculars or something. Yeah. At least yeah. to, to help a well, little. Well, it used to be that way. Like oh. in some of the VR headsets, you would twist you it. You like a focus kind of thing on there, right? Okay. But prescriptions are slight. Is a different type of focus adjustment. Yeah. Like it's not. It's not truly a focus adjustment. Um, but you can change images to adapt for that. I would think. Um, so I don't know what what prevents that. I I don't you know. It'd be interesting to know. I want a VR uh, headset that's got a laser in it that looks at my eyes and then automatically accounts so, for money. So there is now and <laughs> some newer ones, and, and Jenna, maybe you know on the Quest 2, but um, I can't remember who was who was doing it, but there is now eye tracking that's getting introduced in VR headsets, um, where as you look, what will happen is the focus of the image will shift with your eye. That way it guarantees you have the best possible image if you will depending on where you're looking at in that virtual right. reality set huh. interesting um like I the mean, uh the Vi the vive pro 2 is the one that does it okay. that that does pose an interesting question with the science of eyes they have to have an up an ophthalmology department they would have to for this vr development like doctors yeah, my and the, my understanding was that with the development of the quest 2 that was part of something that, that they had involved in that um, as far as how far they went, because the Quest 2 also has um, 
uh, like hand tracking as well. Yes. Um, they're one of the they're one of the few of like a couple maybe uh, in the in the set of headsets that actually do a really good job with hand tracking. And I guess it can take. I haven't used it yet, but um, if you have Jenna, you know. Uh, but my understanding is it takes a little bit of getting used to, but they've done a remarkable job where when you look down, it almost looks like it's your, it almost feels like it's your hand, you know, yeah. it, it tricks the brain. Uh, and that's how well that's they creepy. did with that integration. No, yeah, does. I've seen that on the, on the um, Sony PlayStation VR headset. Mm -hmm. um, our friend right. uh, Josh Cato has that one. And uh, I was over there uh, uh, about a month, a uh, month and a half ago. He got, uh, they've got a new, Star Wars uh, Galaxy's Edge <laughs> VR simulation. Oh, God. So, of course, I had to go over and check that out. Um, but, yeah, it was you could look and see your own hands, and you can use your hands to reach out and manipulate things, and it figured out where your hands were because you had these gloves on um, that tie into the headset. Mm -hmm. I might add something as far as when, when you buy this, if you're buying it for kids, there's a big warning once you buy it that um, it's not meant for kids under 14 or so they don't know what it's going to do to their eyes. Oh, oh, development. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, huh? I don't know. Beware. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good point to make. Cause I, there's no, I haven't seen that warning yet. Maybe I didn't look closely. No, maybe it's not on the new ones. I, well, it may depend on the specific headset. Some of them may mm -hmm. have certain things that mess with your eyes, and maybe some don't. I don't know. That or just some feel like they want to be cautious. Yeah, the directions. It wasn't on. I don't think it was on the box. It was in the. Oh, like inside somewhere. Yeah. It's not bothering. I feel like. <laughs> I feel like you would want to know before you purchase it for like your niece or nephew. Well, it's just something to be. I mean, I still let the kid, but it, actually, it was kind of nice because I, I sat there because I've got three kids to deal with, and um, I sat them down, had them read the directions that said you're not supposed to use this. Yeah. So here's a. I'm looking at. And a, so. I'm really that made, cool. That made it easier to look at the time. Yeah, I'm looking at a um, uh, science, scienceabc.com, and it says our VR headsets uh safe for kids it says uh vr headsets are unsafe for kids sony recommends users to be age 12 and above for its playstation vr oculus rift and samsung gear come with age recommendations of 13 and over and google with its relatively new tech google cardboard prescribes that kids only use the vr headset under parental supervision oh. So, but their Google Cardboard is that where you just stick a phone in it? Because it's like yeah, that's the cardboard one. Yep, that may yep. be a different deal because they're actually using just a regular phone that kids normally right. use anyway. Yep. Yeah. So the actual VR headsets might might be, and I'm trying to see if it says um, why that might be, but it's a kind of a long article. So, so I I want to dive a little bit into uh, the differences between some of the VR headsets, because they're not all VR, um, or at least some of them do a little bit more than VR. Um, so for example, the, the one I have here, the, the original like Oculus Go or whatever, has no front cameras. It can't really display the world around you. So when you put this on, 
you know, you're in a place of darkness until you've bo you've booted it up and and decide what it is you're going to watch or play or do or whatever. Um, and and that's true, you know, virtual reality in a in a completely different world. You don't see what's around you. But then we also have these other types of things that a, the headsets can do between augmented reality and like mixed reality. And the augmented one, I think, is coming to fruition a little bit more these days. Um, I don't know if it makes sense with a lot of these headsets that we do have currently because they're so big. Yeah. Um, and so you end up with this uh, interesting thing where with augmented reality, if you're walking around, start thinking like Google Glass. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, when that first came out, it helps you with navigation. It gives you overlays to the environment around you um, to really help you do a task or see things clearly or let's say you're at a mall and you're walking down the aisles and you get a, unfortunately, I hate to say this, like a pop-up, right? That says, oh, there's 20% off in this store today for such and such item. You might swing in there and you don't need to be scrolling through your phone uh, to see what where you might want to stop in today. And then with the kind of the mixed reality is kind of cool. I can see where the, the larger headsets we have work. Um, these ones I've, I've uh, checked out and it's pretty cool. Just imagine, you know, an unlimited virtual desktop where where you're sitting at your work you no longer need a monitor um you know you're sitting at your desk and you just kind of kick back and you have this big screen overlaid in front of you that no one else can see but you can see but you can also still see your surroundings you know and then you could actually work on that screen or whatever and i think that would be cool i'd have a display here here and here maybe a movie off to the side and you can do whatever uh you need to do and you can work on this unlimited space and that's pretty cool um, but you know, I would say, you know, if you want to explore, if you're shopping for a headset, look for ones that maybe accommodate longer term, the ability to take advantage of all those things. And not all of them do, um, you know, give that pass through video, if you will, that you can see beyond the front of the, uh, the VR headset. And, and hopefully we, we get there someday, um, where it's almost like wearing just a set of glasses. I know there's things being built for that. Uh, currently, but yeah, I mean, that was the first take on it and it was a little weird. It felt a little bit futuristic in terms of like, uh, I don't know, maybe an old Star Trek film or something where you have a guy wearing a set that looks like that and he's an engineer and it's giving him like data on the, the ship or something like that. We're looking at um, a Google glass picture. Yep. Yep. And so, um, that was kind of short-lived, uh, but uh, I do think it was kind of the, – the idea was right, and uh, hopefully we start seeing that better integrated into some lenses going forward. There is some stuff I've seen that just look like a regular pair of sunglasses um, that is pretty cool. Um, I'll have to look it up while we talk about it, but, I mean, you know – Jenna and Charles, what what do you guys or anyone that has a headset really? What do you, you what do you do with it? Is it just gaming or do you find other things? Oh no, I'm not. Uh, well, I'll tell you, I bought one for the kids for Christmas, and I was actually against getting it, but anyway, they all ganged up on me. <laughs> uh, um, but what happened was they're being so active with the headset, like they've got boxing and, you know, stuff where they're really moving their arms around and stuff. And one of the kids came, um, he's like, uh, can I, can I have some ice to put on my shoulders? Mm -hmm. like he, he wore himself out that bad. And I'm like, 
<laughs> well, so I looked, I'm like, well, that's exactly what I need. <laughs> <laughs> I looked into it. Well, they have workout, they have workout programs on those. Yeah. And some of them are, I mean, some of them suck. <laughs> yeah. I've gone through quite a few of them. Um, some of them are really, um, uh, really quite fun. And then there's, there, uh, some are fairly practical. I mean, and you, it's a real workout. It's just like going to the, um, uh, just like going to the gym and having an instructor. Charles, mm -hmm. I want to know if you told them the VR headsets are only for nerds. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have, yeah. Oh, no, they knew what they wanted. <laughs> knew what they wanted. Well, so mine, but I'm using it to, um, so in the evenings, if I, if I don't do something else, I've, I've got some workout programs. You have to pay, uh, so far, you have to pay for those monthly, though, which was irritating to me. How much is that monthly, though? Well, it's not that. I mean, 30 bucks. I've got two programs. I think it adds up to 30 or 40 bucks a month that I've stuck with. Which, when you consider uh, um, like a gym membership is anywhere from 100 to 120 yeah. a month. If, if you think it's going to replace that. And it almost, I mean, it in the winter there, it, it kind of did replace it. Because mm -hmm. uh, it's easy to put two... Uh, like I said, there's two pro. Well, I'll just say because I the supernatural. There's one program that's just kind of a lot of fun, especially for a warm up, where you have um, either boxing gloves or lightsabers, and they put you on top yeah. of a mountain, and it's real pretty. And then they they throw bubbles at you, and you have to pop them, you know. Mm. And and so that's a lot of fun. That's a pretty good warm up. And then um, there's a VR fit where they have an actual instructor. It's kind of like doing a Jane Fonda workout. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it is. They have they have kind of dancing. They have just a straight out workout. They have kind of a boxing, or they're working on a boxing one. And there's some different versions. So, but you actually, I mean, they make you stretch. I've probably done more stretching with that VR headset than I ever did. That's great. Yeah, you know, that's really good. Because you have somebody there walking you through it, and then you can do yep. it again. If yeah. you don't feel like you've, you've, you know, um, I've seen some improvement because <laughs> I needed to do, see, I'm, I was in a position, I needed some physical therapy and stuff. So mm -hmm. that's a good idea. Um, though. Um, I found that the VR was more thorough than it walked me through everything that uh, was on the physical therapy list. Mm -hmm. So um, well, that's good. So I'm, yeah, I think it's it was well worth the money for me. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's really I, I, interesting. I, I I'd like to see what I don't hear talk about is exactly because I know a lot of older people that have, you know they've they they need physical therapy and then but they don't want to keep up on it on their own and stuff and this is kind of nice because you have even if it's a fake person, mm -hmm. there's a person there walking you through it. That's good. You know, you don't feel alone in your workout. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can actually do it with the neighbors too, if you want. <laughs> um, or they record other people's workouts and you can have them. Mm -hmm. It's like three people to each side of you when you can compete. Oh, isn't that what Peloton does too? Don't they? Have um, if you're, them? if you're into that. Yeah. And then I've, I've explored some of the, um, 
so far, I've just been mostly sticking with the workouts, but there's some karate ones. And, oh, that would be cool. Yeah. But, and the boxing, I'm doing one that has boxing lessons, and it seems legit. Mm. Supposedly, it's uh, been put together by, I'm not going to remember her name now, but it was some Olympic champion. Hmm. They, they have her out, and she's, it's, they're rough. I mean, you, <laughs> they're, they're rough classes as far as I, for me anyway, for uh-huh. me, uh, out of shape person. But it gets uh, you moving, and that's important. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, and it's been and and it's cool. when you, if if you've mucked up your day, which I tend to do, and now it's nine o'clock at night. Well, I can do a workout still, and yeah, you know, um, or same thing if I get up uh, up early. I've done that too now. I, nice. You know, I'm, I'm up an hour earlier. Well, I'll just do a workout, fill in the space. And they, most of the workouts are 20 minutes each or something, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so, no, yeah. I've really enjoyed that. And, and from what I can tell with the kids, it's just, even the video game stuff is most of them have them moving around quite a bit. So I don't feel as bad about <laughs> having them play them because yeah. they're at least getting some exercise. Yeah. yeah. Well, I see in the uh, this article here, I, I scanned down a little bit more of it, and it said uh, part of the reason why there's no consensus around the age limit for children is that there's um, ethical and regulatory concerns about it, you know, using children in experiments to figure sure. this stuff uh, out. Yeah. But they said um, they said uh, they talked to a, a child psychologist, and uh, she was saying that one of the worries is that children at a young age might fail to emphatically discern between reality and fantasy leading to upbringing issues. And then uh, an interesting thing was they, um, so of course they can experiment on rats. Sorry, Charles. Um, I know you have a thing about rats, but they said uh, uh, the university of California did a study. And what they found was that, um, the behavior of the neurons in an area of the brain associated with spatial learning were altered when the rats were exposed to virtual environments. They said that more than half of the neurons completely shut down when exposed to a virtual reality environment. As a, at a young age or the adult age? With, with the rats. Um, they're, uh, let's see. It they probably don't specify the it was in the red, yeah. They probably wouldn't specify. You'd have to go find the specific report. Yeah, that or they didn't care. It was just a, a sample study. Yeah, well, and that's what we have though. This is, we've got three kids and one headset, and the headset on the batteries only last an hour, so they're not on it very much. Yeah, they mm-hmm. said uh, the other thing too is that. Um, the brain at a young age for children is very uh, plastic, and. Yep. Um, Exposure with improperly fitting devices can affect the proper functioning of the device. Children may not be able to understand how to communicate that that things aren't fitting right. And they said uh, even worse is that um, they've noticed that when using virtual headsets, uh, looking at a virtual reality environment, you blink a lot less than you do in a normal environment. And they said that leads to eye strain and can lead to to, uh, eye damage. Huh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it says uh, when you use a VR headset, you blink less than you normally do, 
lead to dry this leads to drying out of the front surface of the eyes and increases eye fatigue. The same could be said about staring at a computer screen, though. They, yeah, uh, <laughs> but well, but you're still in a ver your real environment there, so you're blinking normally at a at a computer screen. They but also you blink had, less. You don't actually. But you do blink <laughs> less. I might oh, I might so. also throw out the kids love a game. There's a game called Gorilla Tag. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! And they, uh, so they, you're 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 a gorilla. You join other gorillas, and then you try to kick out or play tag with another gang of gorillas, all real people. Yeah. And it was just like, if you really want to um, instill bullying into your kids, there's the game <laughs> for you. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it 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 doesn't take long for them to. Uh, <laughs> Um, the stuff's coming out of their mouth that you don't think should be coming out of their mouth. You know? <laughs> well, and, uh, I mean, that's in video game chat now. Like, yeah, but, but it's, well, this one was like, you're, you're actually an animal gang. I just thought, well, there, there's somebody that really, I don't know. They hit the target, that's for sure. But uh, anyway. You know what? I mean, I don't know about other headsets, if you could see this with your guys' experiments, but what's nice about the Oculus 1 and 2 is that um, you can download the image to your phone or that like you can share the screen with your phone so people who don't have the headset on can see what you're doing and what you're looking at. Yeah, when yeah. I was on the PlayStation, I, I could wear the headset and be in the Star Wars environment and Linda and Josh could see what I was seeing on the TV mm -hmm. uh, while I was in there. And uh, I found, so it went into, it goes into a little bit more detail on the issue with um, the eyes here. So it says um, there is uh, another issue with VR headsets is something known as vergence accommodation conflict. Okay. When you normally see the world, your eyeball first points, uh, your eye first points the eyeballs uh, at an object, which is called vergence. And then it focused the lenses on that object, which is called accommodation. These two operations are then combined by our brain to construct a coherent picture. Mm -hmm. They said with present day VR headsets, it presents each eye with a slightly different image on a flat screen to achieve the illusion of depth. This implies that no matter how far an object appears, the eye, the accommodation part, always remains focused on a fixed point. Hmm. Um, so they said that's, that's might explain why so many neurons are shutting down because now the brain does not have to adjust the eye to different focuses to see different things. It's presented, it, the eye's constantly focused on a fixed point, and it's the machine that's doing the, the adjustment for it. Oh. See, and that's where I wonder if the recent eye tracking that's been added and stuff like that will help with it. I think right. it's still. I think. I think we we've come a long way for for VR. Yeah. But I think we're we're still so early in what it could ultimately end up being. To like I mentioned, like having the prescriptions either baked in or have the software make the adjustments. If we know what those challenges are, you know, I do think there are ways to overcome them um in in how vr is presented to the eyes to either make it less of an issue or just altogether um mm -hmm. uh a non-issue so yeah 
it, it'll be interesting. I think, and I also think that it depends on the environment and what you're doing with that VR, with that VR headset in terms of the potential, let's say, damage that it's caused. Because there are some where um, depth is less of an importance and less of a, a strain or something you're trying to figure out, especially if you're not navigating a large environment. Uh, like yeah. I mentioned before, if we're talking about augmented reality, um, this is overlays and creating objects in your existing space that you can manipulate or, or work with, sure. um, and they're not messing with the depth. Yeah, but the, if you're going into full virtual reality, that's where things change a bit. Yeah, because well, Bill doesn't. I mean, the same thing has to happen when you're just looking at your computer screen all day. So, I mean, for some, I, mean, I suppose, but you know, even as I'm sitting here, like you know, talking to you guys, I'm moving back and forth. I'm leaning in, I'm backing up. Um, and so my eyes, my, the focus of my eyes is constantly changes. adjusting. I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not stuck at a permanent fix. Well, yeah, you know, you're changing. Well, smaller than mine. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's less of a, it's less of one, but I mean, take a first person shooter yeah. running around in an environment and you are a lot of times using the mouse to leverage the axis in which you're looking as yeah. opposed to moving your head or something like that. I do, I do wonder. Um, well, it's no, well, not three dimensional I had, on a I, monitor I either. When, mm -hmm. I was, when I was a younger engineer, um, I spent so much time looking at blueprints and stuff that I went nearsighted. Oh, mm -hmm. Cause I, and I was living in a big city, so I didn't have, um, I, uh, I, I realized after it happened that I'd probably gone months without looking far away <laughs> because yeah. I, even walking home, I was, you know, surrounded by buildings. So, and then when I, I, I changed things up, <laughs> it got a little better. Yeah. It actually got oh. completely better. Now, now it's the other way around. Now I'm near side or far side. No, I'm far side. That's old yeah. age. <laughs> yeah, yeah, old age helps. So I think it's interesting to talk about these two in regards to not just fun, but your work. Because how we got a hold of these is because pandemic, COVID, you have to do factory witness tests to see how they're building and doing stuff in terms of construction electronics and because you couldn't have people go there mm. uh putting on these headsets to share make comments get interactive in terms of highlighting yep. what you're seeing and putting together and saving those um for reference are extremely helpful okay. and i pulled up um because i was curious okay this is how one company is using them what other companies are doing in terms of vr headsets and their value and maybe why these things can I, continue to explode. I, I can say this is years ago now because it's not, it's not, I, I've been involved with a project where we use VR um, to erect, to, to make the structure. So the mm -hmm. plans were in VR and you could put the headset on. So it was like a 3D modeling? 3D modeling, yeah. I see. So if you got confused, you could go, you could put the set on and you could see what the completed structure looks like. It overlay what you have there in the shop. Right. Mm -hmm. At least so, that was the idea. So Jenna, from what you're talking about then, I, I'm assuming that if, if they're going to see their work or their work in, th in 
3D in a virtual headset. They must have some sort of stereo cameras on the other side. That's is so. Is somebody there with a camera? That's. Um, I think someone was there with a headset that captured it. But you didn't need a whole bunch of people when safety was an issue. Right. Right. So you just got one person there with the headset, and then multiple people can see that image. Yes. I guess. Okay. Huh. So some. Some of the other ways they're using this is uh, BMW is using it for safety training. Puget, mm -hmm. um, I don't, I've, I've never, don't know what this company Puget is. Systems, yeah. Yep, they're using it for safety. Assembly uh, VR training. Mac, uh, yep. which is a defense corporation, Air Force, they're using it for medical training. Hmm. Uh, finance Bank of America is using this for training their staff, which I think is really interesting. Healthcare, um, AR spine surgery, the Bennett Medical Center is using it for that. Uh, Corona Frisland, the that's another healthcare institution. They're using it for better prepare for healthcare professionals for hygiene and things like that, treating that. Hospital, LA Hospital is using it for trauma training. Mm. Um, training. Yeah. So when you said that, some re for some reason, I just envisioned that doctor game that we got the tweezers. <laughs> Operation. Operation, yeah. Operation. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> a lot of police organizations, too. Sacramento police are using it for training. City of Austin. Um, logistics, D.B. Schenker is using it for forklift training. Well, yep. I, you know, I was watching uh, uh, just yesterday yesterday morning or no i'm sorry friday morning uh, i was watching a video uh, from nvidia on um their new graphics hardware and and some of the things they're doing with vr with that mm -hmm. and uh one of the things that was really interesting to me is that they've created a um virtual reality simulation of a factory floor a real factory floor mm -hmm. and this was a factory floor where they're going to be deploying these robots to go in and move things around. And the robots have to interact with, with a lot of other moving components. And what they're doing is they've created this virtual environment and then they've got this robot with artificial intelligence in it and they hook the AI up to the virtual environment so that the robot, they can see how the robot would perform in this environment were it really there, but it's just mm -hmm. there virtual reality so if it makes a mistake it's not going to cause a lot of damage it's not going to injure somebody yep. and then they let the robot go through you know hours and hours of iterations uh, doing its job under all kinds of different circumstances in this and the ai learns and refines its movements and refines its uh, security protocol all of that as it goes along so that by the time they're ready to actually put it on the factory floor it's already had like millions of hours worth of VR practice. And mm -hmm. uh, so it's a lot, a lot safer and a lot more reliable, which I think is kind of cool, actually, that, you know, uh, you can get AI to take advantage of virtual reality to kind of learn as well. Um, especially when you consider today, you know, if you look at chat GPT, what's it run on, you know, 15,000 GPUs or something like that. It's not, not something you're going to fit into an easily transportable package to get it out in the world. Right. But if you can give it access to virtual reality so it can learn how the, how the real world 
works in a simulation, think how much smarter it can become and how much faster it can, can evolve. I mean, the military did that with some AI and it has not gone well. Yeah. Um, yeah. You mean where, in the simulation? In, the, in, the, in their simulations or whatever, where the uh, AI comes back and destroys the operator. So we, we've seen that movie. We have actually, we have seen that movie. Um, so, uh, you know, and one of the, one of the interesting things about, um, VR, all the different, different uses of it beyond gaming and, uh, you know, that's come into question recently with what is Apple going to do because they're going to be announcing, uh, supposedly their VR headset this week. Uh, mm. at the WWDC and Apple typically likes to be the last one to release whatever the next gen iteration of stuff is but when they do it they take all these great ideas and you know you can argue whether this is accurate or not but they tend to put out the best solution out there um, in terms of you know well at least it works with their ecosystem yeah. but they they raise the bar and yeah, so with right. all these cool VR headsets that we already have out there that are doing incredible things, it's like, what is Apple going to bring to the table that changes it? Yeah. You know, yeah. how are they going to change the game and what's that next step? What's that next level? They've kept a pretty good lid on it uh, so far. I haven't really seen much, but, you know, it's still in question. Is it, you know, because Apple's, Apple's thing isn't gaming. It's not like they're going to bring game to the table. So if it's not gaming, no. what the heck are they doing? Is it just going right. to be virtual reality, open world that we can all go into and it looks the best and it yeah. operates the best? Or are they going to do something <laughs> different? You know, are they going to so, bring us Ready Player One, right? right. Are you going to are you going to buy that for us? So we can no, do I don't. Another? I don't. I don't think so because it. Well, and it depends. So for me, like a limit on a VR headset is probably, you know, five hundred to a thousand dollars, right? The rumors that I'm hearing about this could be several thousand dollars out the gate. Wow. Um, but the reason for that would also be um, this is going to be the Cadillac of VR headsets and limited. So they huh. would start out with the the ultimate model and then work their way down to the That's model for the masses. But but again, if gaming is not their thing, who's this for? What's it for? Yeah. So if it's yeah. going to be limited, that price is going to be high. But it may also be, you know, what Jenna was talking about in terms of having it in the workplace that might be the device that 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 that, yeah. that just completely moves things forward. For I go to work now, and instead of me having to go out in the production floor to see an issue, I put on a headset. It accesses you know whatever cameras are around, and I can virtually move throughout the production floor without having to physically go down there. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I I don't know what that's going to be. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe Apple releases a dud, but they don't no. have a history of doing that. No. They have a history of moving moving the chains forward. So it's like, yeah. what are you going to do with it? <clears throat> And, and I think meta is on the correct path as much as people, you know, think that they went too far into VR and, and, and augmented reality and everything like that. Their meta's thought process is 20, 30, 50 years ahead. That's, that's what they're looking at. They're not looking at today or tomorrow or the headset that can't do whatever today. They're looking at, no, we're, we're investing in tomorrow, not today. They and had a so, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mean, I I I didn't play with it because I'm not interested. But you can have a like um, you can have your apartment and a couch and a bed or whatever, and you can set up the boundaries such that the virtual couch matches up. Hmm. 
So you could put that set on, I believe, and walk around your place. Your home, right. Your mm -hmm. home, but everything would be cartoonishly better. Yes. Right. And and then you have a view. Would it would it be cleaner? It would be cleaner. <laughs> yes. would be you cleaner. decide. You decide messy or clean. Yeah. 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 And you could change your toilet to a gold toilet so you can do it like Trump. <laughs> <laughs> But then maybe they gamify life. Like, yeah. Like, cause I was just thinking about using this for therapy in different ways that it could help people get beyond certain issues. Like, let's say you're depressed, you don't want to get up and clean, but you can see your apartment through your headset and you, it's been gamified. So if you do your dishes, it's 50 points. If it's this, it's so many points. So, like, now you're being, it's a game to do these tasks that normally you wouldn't want to do, and there's some type of ultimate reward at the <laughs> end. Oh, my God. So, instead of paying a therapist, you buy a VR VR headset instead. Yeah. Use the money or towards that. And ends this as part of your therapy, is what I'm saying. Oh, I think there's going to be all sorts of use like that. Because <laughs> the physical therapy, I think, is going to be big. Uh, I know they have some language learning that's like where it, I haven't, again, haven't played with it, but it puts Spanish words on your furniture again and stuff as you walk around, you know. Oh, that's cool. Which would be helpful. Yeah. Have you guys, uh, have any of you guys seen the movie Brainstorm? No. 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 Really? That's it's old, but it's good. It's an old one, but it's a good one, and it's kind of the same thing. Uh, it's it's uh, like these virtual reality headsets, but um, you uh, essentially put this thing on, and um, somebody can put it on and record. And when it records, it not only records what they're seeing, but it records what they're smelling, hearing, tasting. Mm. and their emotions and it all gets recorded on this special digital tape now it was way ahead of its time yeah now today of course it would just be re recorded into memory yeah mm -hmm. and uh, but what happens is you take it then and you put on this headset and cool. you are feel like you are physically living that experience and the way hey, the way they filmed the whole thing was incredible because the parts of the show where it's not using the headset is, you know, filmed like a normal movie. Right. But the parts where they are using the headset, it goes up to like this widescreen Panavision kind of thing with uh, super HD. And yeah. it just I mean, you really got to see it to see it uh, to, to to experience it. It's it's amazing the way they did it. And you can. You almost feel like you're experiencing it yourself, really, just watching the movie. And, um, of course, you know, the military gets a hold of it and they start. Like using they do. It. Yeah. And they start using it for for different purposes where they'll go in and they'll record people that are having uh, schizophrenic or other psychiatric episodes and they'll record it and then they'll. Uh, play it back to somebody that they're that they want to torture maybe or that they want to freak out and then that person will go into a schizophrenic you know psychiatric episode just like the other person did um Not good. yeah so it's it's weird and then uh but the the one thing that uh happens in the show is that the woman that develops the technology she's working in the lab late one night and it's actually uh what was her name linda 
I was just there. No. In, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, she actually died, I think, during the filming of that or towards the end. After, that, that's yeah. what I was about to ask. That this was the whole thing, that movie that got her killed because supposedly her husband, who was famous at the time, uh, didn't like her working with Christopher Walken, thought there was an affair, they were out on a yacht, and she mysteriously... Okay, so you're talking yeah. about Natalie Wood. Yeah, yeah. 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 She doesn't help that develop it. She helped develop the headset for it. Yeah, she helped she helped miniaturize it and bring it down, right? And she died. There's she died on a boat with Robert Wagner. So yeah. Yeah, that was her husband. Yep. Yeah. Well, Walken was there too. Anyway, what's interesting is that during the show, the woman that actually was the brains behind the development of this technology, she's in the working in the lab late one night and she starts feeling like she was taking these nitro pills because she had heart issues and she smoked and she, she starts realizing she's starting to have a heart attack and she goes for nitro pills and knocks them accidentally across the room and can't get to them and and so she realizes she can't get up and she's having this heart attack and she's going to die so she quicks throws the headset on and hits record yeah that was her <coughs> so uh, she records her whole death experience onto this tape and so the government immediately confiscates it. But Christopher Walken said, thinks, he said, she recorded that for me. This is the next boundary of science. And I want to watch this thing, knowing that, you know, this could very much trigger his own death. And it and it kind of does. And uh, his wife almost loses him because he's no, watching. No, this no, don't give it away anymore. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good show. It's really good. It's really ahead of its time. Really good sci-fi. So I encourage you to watch it. And if anybody else has watched it and, uh, you know, have a comment for us about that show, leave it in the comments below. But <laughs> yeah, it's good. I would recommend based on, you know, just our conversation on virtual reality. That's a good, good movie to watch if you like good sci-fi. So. So are we liking VR so far? Yes. Yeah, yeah I might also, I might throw up on a practical read. Um, it took me a few days to adjust to it for the first couple programs I played anyway, because they just Were freaked you, me out. Was the adjustment period because it was a little bit not like real motion and it was well of, there's you, that you, you but there's also or... like well and i have a heights thing and you like i did the first workout program you're on, you're on top of mount everest or something you know looking out and it's like dude it took me a while to convince to convince myself it's not real oh okay um and then the other thing was the first the very first time i tried i tried when the kids set is one of the boxing games, and there's this huge. Um, it's a cartoon, but it's a boxer. You know, scared the hell out of me. Yeah, it goes huh. to take a punch, and I'm I just about hit the floor because. <laughs> Jeez. I I, I I couldn't. It took me. It took me a little while to separate out. I got there though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. But my my mind wanted to believe it. Mm. All right. How about you, Chris? Yeah, I uh, I need to do an, an upgrade. I haven't found any compelling reason to do so yet, but I think in the last year we've had a lot of newer ones get released, and and we had a picture of up up of a bunch of them earlier. Um, I like what Facebook released, and I'm waiting to see what Apple does. But ultimately, I am still kind of uh, 
waiting to see where I want to take advantage of it. The one I have now, because it's cheap, it's not great for gaming. The resolution's poor, but it's got like big screen movie theater modes where I can watch a movie on a simulated, you know, big screen or whatever. And it places you in like a theater. I like that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. So wait, um, so are you over and check this out then? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yes. I've offered it. You're like, no, 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 for sure. It's a thing. I'll come by and, uh, (laughs) I will exercise it. No worries. <laughs> you too, Bill, Linda. Want to come check it out? We do. Charles, I, we'll I know you guys. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to do that. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. I think Aaron got the glasses spacer for it. Oh, nice. Nice. Even all better. Right. All right. Cool. Well, uh thank you all for tuning in and listening to this if you uh, have experience with vr headsets and you have a particular one that you like or something new uh in the vr gaming world that you're really looking forward to being released let us know in the comments down below chris chris can't wait he's going right back into virtual reality now (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah and so we'll see you next time uh next time we're going to be talking that we're going to do a special after dark episode on artificial intelligence so that'll be coming up a week from this episode so be sure to check us out for that one take care and we will see you all later bye-bye Bye. thanks for listening to this episode of the galactic driftwood podcast for more information and past episodes please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.